Shavua Tov, everybody. Welcome to Parashat Emor. What a beautiful parasha we read today. So much sanctity, so much holiness, kohanim, holidays, the works. Almost everything we read today fills us with a spirit of wholesomeness and divine closeness. And very poignantly, towards the end of the parasha, this purity of spirit reaches its crescendo. We hear a reiteration of the laws of the menorah and the shulchan, the lamp and the table, almost like Hashem is inviting us back into the Mishkan again, simply to be with God. Almost like we're gaining the light of the menorah, sitting by the shulchan, simply sitting with God. But then we read something very jarring. A man who is half Egyptian and half Israelite starts fighting with someone else. And before you know it, he curses in the name of God. My question is, why is this place here, of all places? What happened to that sense of spiritual camaraderie that was built in the whole parasha? I think, first of all, we can empathize a little bit with this Egyptian man to a degree. Here's a guy caught in between two worlds. Am I Israelite or am I Egyptian? Does this sound familiar to you? Who else had this exact same type of identity crisis? Moshe Rabbeinu, of course. I think the text itself hints to this parallelism. In this week's parasha, we read, This guy that's half, half, half uh, Hebrew, half Egyptian, he's, he goes out. And we hear by Moshe Rabbeinu earlier on in the Torah, the same word, he goes out amongst his brethren. He sees an Ish Mitzri, same words. So go back to our parasha. These two guys are fighting. That word for fighting is interesting. Moshe Rabbeinu, the second day he goes out. They're fighting. It's a very rare word. These are the only two out of the three times in the Torah that we see it appearing in this kind of context. So why these connections? I think it's because Moshe Rabbeinu also struggled with his identity. He was raised as Egyptian royalty. But in the end, he was unable to ignore the call of his Hebrew roots. Moshe, Iov, Yirmiyahu, these were all men who went through tremendous difficulties in their lives. They all get to a point where they ask for death, feeling that life is simply unbearable for them. And yet, even with all they'd been through, they would never even think to curse in the name of God. So in a way, I think the Torah is presenting us with Moshe Rabbeinu's alter ego, almost like bizarro Moshe, what Moshe might have become had he not made a very decisive choice about his identity. And I think the Torah does this at the perfect moment. Looking back on all this holiness we've built so far, none of this would have been possible without the heroism of Moshe Rabbeinu from so early on in his life. The question of identity, after all, is a very interesting one. A classic psychology experiment asks people to write down 10 things that define their identity. So we in the West often list things like doctor, male, baseball fan, tennis player, etc., etc. But in the East, you hear a very different list. You hear things like father, son, brother, uncle, friend, and so on and so forth. 
These are all about how I relate to the other, fundamentally. So the saving grace of Moshe Rabbeinu was that he was always thinking of the other. He was dedicated to Israel, even if it meant giving up his Egyptian identity. This is a very Eastern type of philosophy. But the man in our parasha was much more Western-minded. And so he became doomed by his perception of himself as caught in between two worlds. He was obsessed with, who am I? Thinking about himself inwardly. Maybe if this man had thought about his identity from a more Eastern perspective, things may have turned out very differently for him. Ironically enough, if this man had been taught even some of his his own Egyptian traditions, he may have found this balance. If you've ever seen the movie The Bucket List, there's a beautiful scene where Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson are sitting atop the pyramids and they quote the following idea. The ancient Egyptians had a beautiful belief about death. When their souls got to the entrance to heaven, the gods asked them two questions. And their answers determined whether they were admitted into heaven or not. The first question, have you found joy in your life? And the second question, has your life brought joy to others? This captures perfectly the balance that we aim for in establishing our identities. So overall, whether you're a guitarist or a daughter, an engineer or an uncle, realize that we are all in some way like this man from our parasha. We are all somewhere in between self and other. But if we take a lesson from Moshe Rabbeinu, if we focus less on ourselves and more on how we relate to others, we will surely find ourselves in that same state of spiritual camaraderie as set forth in the rest of the parasha. Thank you very much and Shavuot Tov.